take up the Sunday school offering. The last, um, I, I thought that I was, I thought that I knew where I was going. While coming into this service, I had kind of planned it out uh, from the last time that we were gathered together. The last time we were gathered together on a Sunday morning, we had talked about Joseph. And, and in my mind, kind of starting that, I wanted to go down a path that, that I thought we were going to finish today. And, and I felt very strongly uh, late last night, the Lord just impressing me to go in a different direction today. And so we don't have any handouts but I want to just speak on what I felt the Lord leading me to here today. And if you want to turn to the book of Galatians, chapter 5, that's where we're going to begin this morning. Galatians, chapter 5. Praise God. We're just going to begin in a couple of familiar verses here, beginning in verse number 16. He writes, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. So there's a battle that's going on. A battle between our flesh and our spirit there's there's a a struggle he he says here uh, paul who's who's writing this letter to the galatians he says the flood the flesh is lusting against the spirit the spirit is is opposing the flesh there is this this uh this opposite force where they are contrary one to the other it's like you have some magnets and you ever played with some magnets and you have the two polar ends of the magnet, and and it, this is when you bring the two similar sides of a magnet together, two different magnets, uh, they they would repel one another. They're contrary to each other. They push against each other. You can't get them to, to come together. It says the flesh and the spirit, they're contrary. I just want to read one more verse, and then I'll... Reveal what, what we're talking about here this morning in Luke chapter 1. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 1. I'm just going to read one verse there in verse 53. It says, He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent, oh, sent, sent empty away. He's filled the hungry with good things. Amen. I'm glad for that. I'm glad that God would fill the hungry, that he would fill them with good things. Praise God. Here this morning for just a little while, I want to just speak on this subject. Watch your appetites. Watch your appetites. You know, are, is, is anybody, uh, anybody at the beginning of this year uh, kind of set it out as a goal? I guess I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but maybe, uh, maybe you nod your head or put a finger up or something. Maybe you, you made it a goal to, to kind of watch your appetite. And it was, you know, your goal this year, well, I want to maybe lose some weight or just be healthier. And so, 
I was uh, intending on watching my appetite and and perhaps you you made it just um, you know a week into it, two weeks into it, and then uh, that donut looked really good, and you thought, well, just one donut's not going to hurt, and so you ate that donut, and then the next day you had a carry in at work and and they had all these unhealthy uh, treats that were out there and and you thought well I can't deny them they brought this food and they're setting it there and so you pick it up and you eat it and you know it's not always easy to watch our appetite it's not always easy to to curb your appetite and and, and to um, make it uh, to to go on a diet there's there's something about um, when our body is hungry and it's desiring something that looks good and it, it takes a little bit of um, takes a little bit of self uh, self uh, reliance or self uh, uh, preservation to come and says to say I'm not going to eat that I, I know what my goal is I know what I'm trying to to get to and so I'm not going to eat that even though it looks so good and so our appetites are this interesting thing because they they drive us to to desire things. You know, when I say appetite, we uh, often think of food. That's kind of where my mind goes when I talk about an appetite. Uh, but really, an appetite could be much more than just something that's for food. It's it's this desire. It's it's a craving something. A, a, an appetite is is when you have have tried something. Usually, you don't have an appetite for something that you've never tried before. I, I've never. Uh, I don't necessarily have an appetite for uh, that I could think of for anything that I have not um, have not before tried. But there are some really good foods that I've tried before, and I have an appetite for them. There's a a really good steak that I had the other day that I would uh, I would love to just go because I have an appetite for it. It sounds good, even this early in the morning. I could maybe go for a steak. When we try something and we, we like it, we can learn, begin, you know, start to develop an appetite for certain things. Maybe it's, maybe it was a learned appetite. Anybody in here coffee drinkers? In your coffee drinkers? We have majority of the hands raised. Okay. And it is, how about, did any of you, the very first time that you tried coffee, if you can think back to that, did you, did you enjoy the taste of that coffee the very first time that you tried it? I don't think, I don't see any hands raised. The very first time, maybe, okay, maybe one hand raised. The very first time that you tried it, you know, maybe it was uh, this uh, this taste, this, you know, something in it that you're like, ah, I don't know, what, you know, what the big deal is about this. But you develop an appetite for it. You start to desire it. And and I don't know what uh, exactly what the cause of all that is, but there's something about when you've tried it a couple times and maybe it was just... Um, you know, you, you needed to add some creamer to it or you needed to uh, mix it up this way or, or then you, um, you know, then you get to a point where you just want a black and that's, that's the best way right there is just having a black. And for me, as long as it's not burnt, I'm, uh, I'm good with it. I don't, I don't want it too dark, but give me some black coffee and I'm good. That's, that sounds, sounds real good right now. Our appetites are this thing that, uh, that you know you can you can learn to to have an appetite for something it just takes a few times it takes a few times of 
of going and, and trying it and, and, per, and perhaps you develop an appetite for that thing. And in our flesh, our flesh desires certain things. You know that, right? Our flesh has a desire for, uh, that, that it is sometimes, uh, to a point where it seems uncontrollable, eh? an uncontrollable desire. And in fact, if we go to James chapter 1, James chapter 1, it talks about this, this appetite that our flesh has. In verse 14, it says, Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin when it is finished, brings forth death. If you look at the, the Greek definition of that word lust, it is a desire, a craving, a longing, or an appetite for something that is forbidden. Not just, not just anything, not just a, uh, you know, an appetite, a craving, a longing for, for just anything, but a longing and an appetite for something that is forbidden. And there's something about our flesh that has, that it can, it develops this appetite for things that it knows that we should not have. We know that we should not partake in them. And yet our flesh has, can, it it has an appetite for things that we should not partake in. Things that we were not created for. God says, I created you in my image to worship me. And yet our flesh cries out and it is, it is this fallen corrupted flesh that cries out and has an appetite for things that it should not partake in. We need to watch our appetites. You know, I, I, I found something, uh, interesting about, uh, about scripture is that is, is when it talks, in scripture about getting, drawing close to God, about this, um, you know, these, these times when we are trying to spiritually heighten our senses and we get God's attention or maybe it's rather God getting our attention. There is often times in scripture where it speaks of fasting. And fasting is, is a way, it's a spiritual discipline that, that on our end, it's not really it's not really about getting God's attention. We have God's attention. God is looking at us, but it's, it's something in us where we, where we are saying, all right, God, let me set aside my, my hunger, my, my physical appetites in this life so that my spiritual appetites can be heightened. If you've ever fasted before, if you've ever fasted before, perhaps you have, um, Perhaps you have noticed that uh, that when you when you go without food, something starts to happen inside of you. Maybe, and if it's just for a day, and I'm not trying to belittle any type of fasting, because I think a day fast is a is a great a great thing that we should do. But uh, but once you get beyond a day, there's something inside of us that uh, you, you your hunger starts to subside. I mean, you're, you're hungry, but your hunger starts to subside and there's something in the spirit that begins to, to really become sensitive to God. I believe that a, a, a day, uh, a day long fast or, um, you know, something of that, that nature is, is a good 
spiritual discipline that we should partake in. But there's extended fast that there's something that happens in our body that that as we start to, uh, you know, the things in our body are, are flushed out of our system and we, we start to then get this hunger and this desire for God and there's, there's a link. There is a link in our appetites. A link between the spiritual and the natural. And when we, when we are just feeding the appetites of the flesh constantly, in any time there's even, even I'm just talking about food, when we're, when you're just constantly, you know, you, you can see in your, in your spiritual life some, some things when you cannot curb your natural appetites, your appetites in the flesh, there's, there is a, 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 a burden that's being put on your appetites for the spirit. When you allow the things of the flesh to get out of control, when you allow those appetites to get out of control, your spiritual appetites suffer for it. Your appetites are linked. We, that, that's why there's this, there's this uh, call that God has for us to fast. When he says, when, when he says, if you want, you know, there's some things that only come by prayer and fasting. There's some things that are only unlocked when you cur- truly curb completely your natural appetites. This, this lust, this desire, this craving, longing, this appetite for the things that are forbidden. And, and I'm not saying food is forbidden, but, uh, but there are, there's, there's food, there's, there's things, a craving that, that we have in the spirit. And you can see it. Anybody ever, ever notice that when, when things in your life start getting out of control? When your appetites start getting out of control, there's, there's an effect on your spiritual life. I don't know if anybody is, is catching any of this today. I got a bunch of blank stares. How about let's, let's go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. When God's trying to speak to somebody today. Verse number one, if ye then be risen, risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. If you are risen with Christ, this is not talking about a future resurrection. It's not talking about something far in the future where you will be risen up and you will be in glory with Christ. This is talking about a new birth. If you have been baptized and been risen out of that, and you are risen with Christ. Come on, Christ, he rose from the dead. Christ, he was laid in a grave, but he came out, and he came in, in a new body, and the same is true for us. When you go down in a watery grave, and you come out, you come out a new person. You are risen with Christ. He says, if you then have been risen with Christ, if you are living a new life, a new in a new birth, if you have been born again, then you ought to seek the things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things on the earth. Don't let your eyes, don't let your focus be on the things of this earth. Let your eyes and your focus be on the things which are above. God is calling us to, to look and to, to assess where are my appetites? What do I hunger and thirst and crave for? 
Do I crave more for the things of this earth? Or do I crave more for the things which are from above? What is God, what, what is feeding me? What, what pushes me? What is it in my life that, that, that I wake up wanting? Do I want to be in the presence of God or do I just want to make it through the day and to spend some time with my friends or to, to go to work and make some money? And, you know, what is it in my, in my life that I'm craving? What is it in my life that I desire? God's saying, I want you to desire and to have an appetite for the things which are above. Don't worry about the things on this earth. Come on, yes, you've got to take care of business. You've got to, you've got to make it through this life. And, and it's more than just making it through. But there are things in this life that we can enjoy. But God says, make sure that the things that you have an appetite for most are the things which are above. Why? Why? Should your appetite, why should your eyes be set on the things which are above? He says, for you are dead. Well, that doesn't make sense. A dead person doesn't have an appetite. A dead person isn't hungry anymore. That's true. That's absolutely true. What he's talking about, for you are dead, he's saying, your flesh is dead. Your old way of living, the old man, the lust of the flesh is dead. When you have been, you have buried it in the grave and it comes out. I, I recognize, I know, come on, that we still have something inside of us that would want to go contrary to God. But we need to keep the flesh dead. We need to keep it in the grave. We need to keep it down and say, God, today, Lord, I'm not going to desire the things that are dead because the old man is dead. Lord, help me to desire the things that only have an appetite, only desire the things that the spiritual man, this new man who's been raised to life would desire and to want. For you're dead. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Recognize that your your life, everywhere that you walk, everywhere that you go, your life right now, you are hid with Christ in God. You have taken his name on. When you were baptized, when you were, when you have, uh, you know, took on that, that name in, in baptism, you, you were hid with Christ in God. You were connected. When you received his spirit, you are connected in such a way that your appetites should be on the things which are above. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members. Okay? This is right here. We're talking about watching your appetite. Watching your appetite right now while you're still here in this earth. He says, mortify or or curb it, stop it. Come on, let's let's cut it off. They're the your members which are upon the earth, your body, this your your appetites which are here on this earth, mortify them, kill them, you know, stop feeding them. Mortify your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. Okay, he could go on and on. He has other places where he just lists 
sins, list things, the works of the flesh. We could go to Galatians where in Galatians 5, it's, uh, it talks about the works of the flesh. He says, stop feeding the works of the flesh. Stop feeding these things which, uh, which we've set before our eyes and we, we start to get an appetite for the things that we look at through the, through a television screen or through your phone. Stop feeding them. You only get an appetite when you feed it. Right? The appetite grows when you set it before you and you allow it to entertain you. You allow these, these things of sin to entertain me. And then all of a sudden I realize that in me there's something that's growing. And you say, no, 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 that's separate. That's not me. I'm just watching them. I can, I can separate myself from the things that I'm watching. But there is something going on with your appetite of your flesh when you allow those things which are evil to entertain you. Our appetites are linked when you allow these things which are the works of the flesh to, to be set before you day and night. And you, you, you start to, to think, you know what, none of this is actually all that bad. This is just commonplace. You become numb to it. Watch your appetites. Watch your appetites. Are you allowing the things that are unclean? Are you allowing the things which are of inordinate affection? The things of covetousness and idolatry? Are you allowing these things to come into your life? What are they doing? What are your appetites for right now in in this world? Are you spending any time in the word of God? Is there any part of your day which is being fed and your appetite is for the things which are above? Are you spending time on your knees? Are you spending time with your creator? Are you spending time with your beloved? Come on, God, he should be the one who you say, Lord, I need to be with you. God, I need to shut myself in with you because I have a hunger and a thirst and desire to be with you. Well, watch your appetites. Watch your appetites. He says, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which all ye also walked sometime when you lived in them. He says, this is your old, this, that's your old ways. That's the way that you used to walk. Let's stop walking that way. Let's stop letting those things feed me. Let's stop bringing those things before my eyes. Let's stop putting those things in my heart. Let's stop putting those things in my ear. Come on, I want to hear the things of God. I want to uh, have a hunger for the things of God. And that's only going to happen when we spend time with God. When we set our eyes on the things which are above. That's only going to happen. The hunger and the appetite for the things which are above will only develop when we spend time in the heavenly places. Come on, we have access right now into the heavenly places. You You don't have to wait until Jesus comes back to step foot into the heavenly places. They're available to you right now. When Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn. It was rent in half. It gave you access into the most holy place. You can step into the very presence of God right now. But you cannot do it when our appetites have us so full and so weighted down with the things of this world. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6. 
Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Jesus going through the Beatitudes and looking at all those that he would call blessed. He says, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. They hunger and thirst after the things of God. The things, come on, that would put them in right standing with God. They have a hunger. They have a desire. They have an appetite. They thirst for this. They thirst for righteousness. It's not about towing the line. It's not about how close can I get to the edge. How close can I get to the edge and still be called a Christian? How close can I get to the edge and, and still say, all right, God, am I, am I all right here? Can I make it to heaven if I'm doing this thing right here? I hunger and thirst after righteousness. I say, get me as far away from the edge as I can be. God, I don't want the things of the world. I don't want to look over the edge and say, come on, if I could only have that, then I would be satisfied. No, I want to look to the things of God and say, Lord, let me have a hunger and desire and an appetite only for that which you would have. Come on, that which you, God, would would prop up and to say it's good and right and righteous. That's what I want in my life. I want an appetite for the things that God has an appetite for. Only the things that God would provide for me is what I want an appetite for in this life. Come on, we should be praying prayers like, God, help me, Lord. If there's anything in me that would desire something that you don't want me to have, then God, take that desire away from me. God, there may be things, God, that I'm blinded to right now that I don't realize what effect they're having on me. God, maybe it's my children, and I'm allowing my children, Lord, to Set things before their eyes. Lord, help me. Give me wisdom. Give me guidance, Lord, to, to, to let their eyes be set on the things which are above. Hmm. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We're not talking about just a filling something that is temporary he's saying they shall be filled that come on that that place in their heart this thing come on which you you don't go away from it then hungering again or thirsting again it's it's like the woman that was at the well that Jesus met and he said you can have your appetite you can have your appetite fulfilled fulfilled by by dipping that bucket into this this well of water but you're going to get thirsty again it's not going to take long and you're going to have to be you're going to be back at this well. You're going to be getting some more water because your appetite has not truly fully been satisfied. When you know the phrase that if you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. That lust is never it's never going to be satisfied in your life. The things, when the appetites that you have that are that are full of lust. If you think, if you think that that you can, uh, you know, that this this last time or this this next time is going to be the last time. It's not, unless you get a hold of God, unless you allow Him to to to. Feel that place of the appetite for that thing which is ungodly, for that thing which is of the world. Unless you allow God to, to fill that appetite instead. The things of the world, they will never satisfy you. You will always go back to them and say, I want more. I want more. I need more. 
Come on, it's, it's a, it's this cycle of saying, come on, I thought I was satisfied, but it was just for a moment. And the next time that I get to this place, I'm going to go back to it again. When there's some men in here who you need to get a hold of the throne room of God. When there are some women in here right now who you need to say, God, Lord, bring me to my knees and help me to get rid of some unholy appetites. God, help me right now, God, to get a, a hunger and a thirst for you. Jesus said, blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. On it is a filling when Jesus, going oh, back to that woman at the well, she said, I, or Jesus said to her, you can, you can dip that, that bucket into that water and you can get a drink, but you're going to get thirsty again. But I have something, I have water from which you will never thirst again. You will never thirst again from the water that I have. Come on, there's something about the Spirit of God that it will fulfill every appetite. You will leave the place full. You will not go hungry again when you walk in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why won't you fulfill the lust of the flesh when you walk in the Spirit? Because you're full. You don't have an appetite for the flesh. You'll never thirst again. You'll never be hungry. You'll never have an appetite for the things of this world. But you say, yeah, but I'm Holy Ghost filled and I still sin. I still sometimes have an appetite. Walk in the flesh and you won't. Walk. I I think I said that backwards. Walk in the spirit and you won't. I just caught that. I was like, man, I thought that we'd get a little response there. Walk in the spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. And you will not have a desire for the things. Come on. Of the world. If you walk in the spirit. Then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because you don't have an appetite for the things of the flesh. Jesus said this water. Do you believe the words of Jesus or don't you? Well this is the question. For those of you who would, who would question why, you know, you know, I'm always going to sin. I'm always going to just keep falling down and, and I have the grace of God. And I'm not, I don't prescribe to the, uh, to the, to the absolute perfection that somebody can, you know, that you're never, ever, ever, ever going to fall again. But if you walk, truly walk in the spirit, then you will not fall. You will not sin. And what does it take? What does it take to walk in the spirit? It takes saying, God, I need to spend time with you. I need to spend time in your presence. Come on, not just once a week, not just twice a week, but God, get me in your presence every day, every day, every day. God, I need for you to feed me. God, I need for you, Lord, to continue, Lord, to 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 fulfill every every desire, every appetite that I have. Come on, there's something, a hunger and desire that God is calling and trying to rise up in some of us here today where he's saying, you've been too hungry for the things of the world here lately. You've had your eyes on too many things of the world and just wanting to satisfy everything with entertainment. Satisfy everything. Come on, we're just filling up your schedules with everything else except for the things which are from above. And God is calling us. Come on, would you spend time with me? Would you be drawn to me? Would you hunger and thirst after the things that I'm trying to feed you with? 
Come on, I have, God's saying, I have, I have such a, a purpose and a plan set out for your life, but you are not, you are not walking in it because you're, you have your appetites out of control. Man, I want to, as we come to a conclusion, I just want to turn to Luke chapter 15. Very familiar story, familiar passage. I probably could just, could just tell it. It's the prodigal son. We're going to read, just read here, beginning in verse 11. Jesus saying, he says, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided them, his living and not many days after, the, son, the younger son gathered all together, and he took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with riotous living. His appetites. You can see where his appetite was. His appetite was, was for all these things that the world has to offer. All this riotous living, all this stuff, you know, what, what all, you know, all that was involved in that, you know, uh, spending time with, uh, with all these friends that he thought he was, you know, making, but you'll soon see that they weren't much of friends because they weren't there when the money ran low. They weren't there when all the fun stopped. He wasted all of his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. That's exactly where your appetites of the flesh will lead you. Every single time. Every single time when we just chase after the things of the flesh, the appetites of the flesh, they will always leave you in want. They will always leave you in a place where you say, I feel broken and empty and I don't know how I got here. Except when I look back on my life, all I see is this path where I could not control the appetites of my flesh. And God's calling us today, get a hold of it. Come on, you have the power. You have my spirit in you. You can get control of your appetites today. Verse 15, he went, he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. Look, that, that phrase is, is interesting. He would fain have filled his belly. In other words, he tried to do it. He tried to fill his, his, his stomach, tried to, tried to eat, but it was, it was all fain. He was, he was left fain at the end of the day. That means he was, he was really, really hungry. He was, he was feeling sick to his stomach. He was so hungry. And here he was. It was all fain. He was he was feeding the swine. He was in the special. I mean, when we when, when the Jews when the Jews are speaking of the swine, this is like the lowest point that he could ever be at. This is a dirty, unclean animal to them, and not just not just the mud that's on them. I mean, this is you do not associate yourself with the swine, and yet yet he, uh, Jesus telling the story says that he was there feeding the swine. He's eating the same food as the swine. He was at the lowest point of his life. Well, somebody's, somebody maybe has been there at some point in your life where you've been at a very low place and you know what it is to get down to that place and to say, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I don't know what options are before me. 
Perhaps when you've been there in that low place, in this, this, this place where you're in with the swine, just eating the same thing as them, and yet you're still left hungry, and you have all this anxiety, and you have all these things in you that's saying, well, I don't know what to do now. And then all of a sudden, you think back to a time when you were full. son, he thinks back to a time when I wasn't hungry. And you know what? It wasn't when I was out there in the riotous living. It wasn't when I was out there and I had all the money to my name. It wasn't when I was trying to go on my own path. That's not when I was full. The place when I was full was when everything was provided for me by my father. My father would set the table out and I would just come and sit down and the dinner table would be ready and I could sit there and put fork in hand and I could eat all day long. My father, he always took care of me. I never went hungry when I was there in my father's house. Come on. And he starts thinking about when he wasn't hungry. And in this low place, in this place where he's so hungry now and in a low, the lowest point in his life, he says, maybe I can get back to the place where I know I can be fed. And I don't know, I don't know if my father would accept me back. I shouldn't be accepted back as his son. I shouldn't be accepted back in that same status. But maybe I can at least have access to the food which he fed me. So he gets up. It says, when he came to himself, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and despair? And yet I perish with hunger. I'm going to arise. I'll go to my father and I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. He arose and he came to his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and he ran, and he fell on his neck, and he kissed him. When you see the love, you see the compassion that his father has for him. And and the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Oh, God is calling somebody today. Somebody who you are at a place where you say, I don't know if I can get back to that place where I was full. I don't know if I can ever get back to that place where I was satisfied in my spirit because I've done far too much. I've gone too far away from God to really get back to the place where I am full and no no longer hungry, no longer thirsty. Come on, but God's saying, come to me and just find out that that what I can supply is more than enough. What I can supply, it will feed every hunger and every desire that you have for this world. And it will never compare. When you look back and you say, why did I ever chase after the things of the world when all that I needed was in Christ? All that I needed was in Jesus Christ. And he says, come, come to me. You're not too far away today. 
Come on, watch your appetites today. Because God, He's saying, come on, right now at my table I have a banquet laid out. Here this morning, God has a banquet table laid out. It's right there in front of you. But if you're so full from the things of the earth, from the things of the world, you're probably not going to step up to that banquet table and start eating. Maybe you'll take a little, a few little nibbles off of it. You'll pass by and you'll say, oh, this little thing over here looks good. Oh, that little, that little praise, praise over here, I'll pick that up. You know, that's going to make me feel a little better this morning. A little pick me up here and a little pick me up there. And, and you start just picking little things off the banquet table. And you start thinking that that's going to fill you up. But you were already full before you came in. But here's the thing. What you really can do is when you sit down, you'll realize that all that God has to offer for you. Come on, just fill yourself up. If you would bury your face in an altar here this morning. If you would get up and you would say, no longer am I just going to do a little praise so that I feel a little better. Come on, but I'm going to get fully invested in the praise from my God who came and died for me. God, I'm going to go crazy for you because you, God, did something crazy for me. You gave your life for me come on there's something come on when you have an appetite for god that you can leave this place completely full oh could we stand all around this place i know we have our our children coming back in from their classes our elements classes being dismissed here I'm trying to set you up here this morning for a time that you can truly leave this place full. God has a banquet table laid out in front of you right now. He's saying, come, come and eat. Come on, it's not all about, come on, just coming and doing just a little bit. He's saying, this is all for you. You can eat everything that I have on this table would you have an appetite for the things that I have to offer you come on could you have an appetite come on don't don't have an appetite for the things of the world let's get let's get rid of those things come on let me replace those with the things which are from above on blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness God says I will fill the hungry with good things would you hunger and thirst after him today if you're hungry today, come on, you have an opportunity right now. Let's just lift up our hands all over this place. Come on, this is just the start right now. Come on, if you could just start it right now and say, Lord, I, I promise today, Lord. God, in my heart, Lord Jesus, I need more. I recognize, Lord, that I'm not where I should be. God, there's things that I have an appetite for that I need to lay aside. Lord, help me today, Lord Jesus, God, to give everything to you. Well, right now, God is calling you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Withholding nothing.